this is about you. The infinite you. The part of you that can't be seen, can't be smelled, touched, or tasted. But you know you feel it. Who you really are. In a world lost to confusion, a universe that's partly illusion, when we look for meaning, we often simply find more delusion. Ground your consciousness in the sounds of the universe, a podcast about your true omnipotence. There's a universe inside each of us, but our beliefs keep us constrained to the edges of what we can imagine. The Innerverse Podcast is your portal to that infinite realm of ideas. I'm Chance Garden, and I'll be your host as we serve up inspirational sound waves from the brightest minds with the highest vibes. And we keep searching for the empowering perspectives we need to create our greatest masterpiece of all, our lives. Welcome to the one within all to the Innerverse podcast coming at you from a colorful spring in Southwest Mo. I'm your host Chance and right now I'm putting out the call to my fellow artists, dreamers and prophets because the time is now to envision and create our new harmonically aligned earth plane. And just what it means to be harmonically aligned has everything to do with taking ownership of your own tone and overstanding your personal oscillations to become truly empowered by the reality of who you are and what you're here to do. Joining us to peel back the mathematical mystery of material manifestation and initiate your intellectual integration with what your soul has always known is the ever-shining white wizard of words and shamanic servant of synchronicity known as Heather Elizabeth. With a longtime background of caring for those in need as a clinical social worker and in other professions that service people who need help, Heather is a dynamo of compassion and facilitator of life itself. And she came onto my radar for Interverse here in this powerful spring season just in time to deliver some clarification on the calendar confusion we've been cast into as a culture for the last few centuries. As a practitioner of the 13 Moon Dream Spell System, also known as the Map of Synchronicity, Heather's here today to bring us some high-vibing guidance and empowering knowledge about our potential for miraculous transformations that can occur spontaneously when we discover our own inner truth and the meaning, connectedness, and love that permeates our lives. Awareness is always the key, and with teachers like these, we are blessed to be shown that the path to our own wholeness is in healing and uniting the masculine and feminine energies inside and out, and realizing there never was a separation to begin with. You can find her wizardly words, moon magic, and calendar cunning at shineheatherelizabeth.one, which is O-N-E instead of .com, and that'll be linked in the show notes. 
If you like what she's doing, you can join her for a plethora of online courses and workshops designed to lift you up into unity consciousness and keep you there. It's love and light warriors like Heather that keep our earth alive and vibrant. And I hope you all listening out there can take a moment to connect with her online or through social media to reflect back some of this infinite love she's shining for us. And remember, if you love Interverse, you've got a second helping of each show that's hot and ready for your consumption just as soon as you go over to patreon.com forward slash Interverse and sign up for Plus. Support the show you love and double your weekly fun with a small $5 a month donation that helps me keep this ad-free podcast offering, growing, and evolving. Now it's time to create a time-defying convergence of consciousness by collecting our energy into ourselves for a moment with a few full and deep breaths. And shoot that magical love juju out across the cosmos to uplift and appreciate the ever-incredible being we've wrangled onto our show today. It is truly my pleasure to bring her on for her first time on the podcast with us, the white wizard of waking up the world and unity consciousness creator, Heather Elizabeth. Welcome to the show, Heather, and thanks for being with us. Oh my gosh, Chance, thank you. That was absolutely amazing. What a, a beautiful, honoring reflection of you are such an incredible white magnetic mirror. And I, I, I'm kind of speechless at the moment. Um, thank you. Thank you for what you just reflected. I love to dazzle with the introductions because wordplay is one of my favorite types of play. However, I didn't mean to leave you speechless. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll give you a question to go off of. Okay. When we say you're a white wizard, do you mean like Gandalf or is there more to it? <laughs> I, I definitely um, love Gandalf and he's one of my favorite um, archetypal wizards in that um, mythological realm that we all get to play in. Um, and yes, there is um, more to that. Um, I am actually a white planetary wizard. And I remembered that part of myself, self with a capital S, um, through the map of synchronicity. That is the 13 moon dream spell. So my galactic signature is that of the white planetary wizard. And so I am the wizard that is manifesting the power of timelessness, remembering that the present moment is the only quote-unquote time that there is. And in this present moment, there are multiple multidimensional timelines that we are all playing in. And I invite us into the power of receptivity and so receiving the voice of spirit, the voice of the angels and our guides and our masters and the ancestors and all of the beings of light, especially our I am presence that is truly the force, the light that is guiding us. And so receiving that guidance and bringing that through um, from moment to moment. And that's where the magic is. So... In a nutshell, that's what, what being a wizard means for me. So we're all wizards then. It's just a matter of remembering. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, we, we are all everything, of course. And then we come into this um, 
lifetime to embody a beautiful, unique spark of the divine as a part of this beautiful tapestry that is the human family. So we each have this beautiful, multidimensional, colorful spark um, of the divine that we get to embody and play with and reflect out um, to one another. Now, you may have described your path in other media, and so you don't have to be overly exhaustive, but whatever you feel called to share, I'm curious to know about how you were led from social worker to light worker before we get into talking about some of the architecture of this 13 moon dream spell system that keeps coming to me. I'm not like even going out of my way to look into this and it is just shooting at me Mm -hmm. from every direction. So um, first, let's talk about how you got there though. Absolutely. So I'll preface this by saying that I feel that um, all social workers, all counselors, all nurses, everyone that's in a professional field that is about caring for one another, we are all light workers. Um, I actually, I recently learned the term light plurker, <laughs> which resonates with me more. And so working and playing. So plurking. Also plur, do you know <laughs> so what plur light. means in the rave culture or the like, music? Oh, I do not. Great. It came up last episode coincidentally, but plur in like rave slash music festival culture stands for peace, love, unity, respect. And it is basically a philosophy of mm. life for a lot of people that are in this music scene. <laughs> that are also light workers. Beautiful. Beautiful. So perfect. So light thank plurkers. you for that I'm reflection. Steal that. So light plurkers. <laughs> well, I feel like we've, you know, we're we're shifting our consciousness at such a rapid pace that even, you know, we're shifting that yes, it this is um there is work to be done. Of course, there's a lot of work to be done. And the vibration that we really desire to be in is a playful vibration with it. You know, we're here to be in joy and embodied. You know, we get to do and be things in these human forms that we can't in any of the other forms that we're in. (laughs) So we come here to be joyful and to play and to be in the wonder and awe of the great mystery. So it definitely resonates to be in that plurking. Versus the working. Um, so anyway, okay, back to so social work. So I actually feel called to go back even a little bit further than when I f- discovered the social work um, field, and that became you know the first leg of my light plurking journey. And um, that would be when I was I turned thirteen years old. Um, and this was in 1987. So I'm a Gen Xer. And I, I have a feeling we're going to talk some um, chance about the harmonic convergence because I know I planted that seed with you. So this, I turned 13 a few moons after the harmonic convergence um, occurred in 1987. And um, oddly enough, or not so oddly, um, my hairstylist at the time decided to give me a psychic reading with Shirley McLean's psychic. So I was, I grew up in Dallas, Texas. And so Shirley McLean's psychic was in Dallas. And so she took, my hairstylist took me for this psychic reading. 
And she essentially regressed me. So she put me in a trance. She didn't sit there and tell me a bunch of stuff about myself. I actually had a direct experience of it through this journey and and regression. And so I went back into past lives. I went into future. Um, This 13-year-old, you know, girl from Dallas, Texas, right? And so I feel like that, um, first of all, opened my consciousness in a huge way and was the beginning of me tapping into my wizardry and my multidimensionality and really planted a seed and an affirmation that my journey, my light clerking journey was going to be about much more than the typical, the typical social work, right? Or the typical counseling. Um, it, it was always going to have this spiritual component to it. So even flash forward into my college years, in beginning my social work career, I always had this strong pull to merge social work and spirituality. And so that looked like for me, I worked in hospice for many years. Um, I, when I began my counseling um, career, you know, and having my own practice, even though I was still considered a clinical psychotherapist, I was always bringing in the mind-body-spirit connection and starting to play with taking people into the journey space and working with divination and just inviting them into having those direct experiences of their own divinity, just like I had had back when I was 13 years old. It was such an impactful experience for me and, and really shifted everything that I had been taught about what God is, you know, my relationship to God, because I had this visceral experience of a direct communication with my soul and the expansiveness. And so I had this yearning to empower other people to have those experiences. So through all the, the twists and turns of my spiritual journey since then, all the discovering and remembering and activating that I've experienced. And then, you know, that expansion, of course, moves out into all the areas of my life. Um, I've opened up more and more my own path of service and light plurking um, to really dive into these expansive aspects of our reality beyond the third dimensional realm. And so that led me um, in 2012, of course, the year of all years, um, to be activated into the 13 moon dream spell. And that just blew all of the temple doors wide open for me and bringing together so many lineages that I had already been remembering within my soul um, DNA and just crystal clear understanding, heart and third eye understanding that this was a phenomenal part of, of why I'm here is to activate others into this remembrance and to be a part of a movement that is realigning with all that is. It's realigning with nature. Bless you. Actually, can I say, <laughs> when I was in mystery school, my... Um, 
one of my teachers in mystery school is from the African tradition. And she said that in her culture, when people sneeze, that's considered to be an affirmation. So we actually say thank you. So thank you. I like that better than bless you <laughs> because like, bless you sounds like be less you. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on mm. in the language that like negates our intentions in a lot of places uh, where I think knowledge of that can help non like undo the negation perhaps. But, but yeah, I, I like, I like building something different. So even just saying thank you is obviously an optimal thing to say at all times. Always be thankful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully that answered the the thought provoking question that you asked. <laughs> I think that it definitely gets us closer to understand or understanding the path that you've been on all this time. And the real key is to see how this path connects to our own cat path. Before we leave the topic, I'm now popping into my head. I'm wondering if there's anything you'd like to share about working in hospice and how that might have confirmed for you that there's more than just the physical going on. Because I know I've heard plenty of stories about those who work with people who are at end of life that uh, definitely transcend the materialism, we'll just say. Oh, absolutely. Oh, gosh. It, it was one of the most sacred and holy times of my life yet. Um, to be able to be with people in one, if not the most vulnerable time in their life. Um, and, and yes, to be present to the transcendence of all of the BS, which I believe systems, BS, that um, we have been conditioned around death and to be fearful of death and to be avoidant of death and to try to, you know, dress up death for a better way to describe it, um, to be able to be in a movement that's transcending that and recognizing that death is as sacred a passage as birth. And it is a birth. It is a birth into another way of being and to, you know, another form. And to, to absolutely get to hold space with people at that time where they're, they're shifting forms and to see what all and feel what all is happening for them. And I already had a sense, a, a deep knowing that, you know, we are surrounded by unconditional love and grace and, and acceptance and compassion and we have these beings with us all the time that are here supporting us. And I had an absolute confirmation of that through my experience with hospice and just getting to feel those energies around the, the people that I was with and see how they were interacting with those, those beings of light and that support. Um, it, it was one of the greatest gifts. So they would see people that others couldn't see. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And, and and things like that. I feel like it's a great place to really go study if anyone is like not convinced that there is even an afterlife. But I doubt that anyone listening at this point to Interverse is really like on that fully, I guess, atheistic, fully materialistic vibe. However, maybe it's something you can point others to if they're skeptical and you want to help empower them with the knowing that death is not a termination of 
he's not turning off the lights. <laughs> what I wanted to, what I was feeling really called to share about this entire notion is the matrix of four, the philosophy of the polarity of duality. Something that I got from a previous guest, Ethan Indigo Smith, a brilliant writer. And what this is is just that everything has got the four directions baked into it. So whenever you look at something even like um, life or death as a, an A or B thing, as in life or death being the opposite of life, and so therefore it must just in some way be um, nothingness. Well, reality is that whenever you take the fourth option, which is no, and in four or death, you could say, and in a lot of cultures around the world, four is actually a number that's symbolic of death and even considered by some an unlucky number, but that's because it's misunderstood. Whenever you're giving in, given any kind of like binary choice of A and B, there's always a third choice, which is the synthesis of A and B. And then there's a fourth choice, which is no. So no and death are the same thing, but they're actually the portal to the infinite because whenever you say no to anything, then it opens up the potential for anything but what was being offered. So it's not, <laughs> no is not a negative and it's actually the creative word and death is actually a creative force and it should definitely be revered and celebrated in our culture, but not brought about before it's time, all things in their time and in, in harmony. So that's what I was feeling shared to call, um, feeling called to share about what we've just been speaking on. And now Beautiful. I would like to ask you Beautiful. more about the harmonic convergence, I guess, because we did touch on that. Someone's got to be wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yes. So the harmonic convergence is the first worldwide organized meditation for peace and unity consciousness that has, as far as recorded um, history, history has ever occurred on the planet. And it occurred on August 16th and 17th of 1987. And the organizer of the convergence um, is Jose Arguelles, who is no longer in a physical body. Um, he, tr he transitioned in 2011, um, yet he was the organizer of this convergence. He spent his whole adult life um, studying the Maya people, the Maya traditions, the Maya calendar system, astrology, astronomy, mathematics. And through his studies and his capacity to be a conduit for the wisdom of the galactic Maya, um, he received a transmission of the power of that cosmic moment of um, August 16th and 17th. And that being, it was the opportunity to create a energetic bridge of love and peace and unity and harmony from the old um, era, the old, um, t on, honestly, 26,000-year cycle into what was going to be birthed in 2012 and beyond, which is, of course, what we are all birthing together right now. And so that was the, the final 26 years, um, 1987 to 2012, 2013. And so he received this, this transmission and put the call out to all the light plurkers out there. And, you know, of course, 1987, there weren't any um, cell phones. There, of course, was not any of 
anywhere near the technology we have now. So it was mostly all word of mouth. And he did um, many television interviews and newspaper interviews. So that's how the word got spread. And then, of course, um, most importantly, people were listening to their guidance and their intuition and recognized and felt the power of this opportunity to truly be a part of something spectacular that was going to shift the trajectory of the whole human journey. And so millions of people gathered on August 16th and 17th of 1987 across the planet, the sacred sites on the planet, um, and for two days focused all of their loving energy um, on the upliftment of humanity and for all of us to be able to move into this unprecedented opportunity um, to birth a whole new world. And it is thought and felt to have been with that powerful intention. And we know we have the science and the research behind it now of what when people come together in prayer and meditation and they're funneling their power of intent, miracles are created or co-created that way. We can truly shift anything with that kind of intent. And so that that truly, by those people coming together, we truly are able to move into this new era and have the consciousness around it and move into this new era with our eyes and our hearts wide open. So something I I know I planted a seed with you, Chance, um, about is that um, everyone that has been born since then, including you, of course, so anyone that was born on or around 1987, on into now, you all are thought to be a new species of human, (laughs) actually. And, you know, of course, in our limited, you know, human definitions, we've called you all millennials and whatnot. It's, it is so much more than that. Like you all literally came onto the planet on the waves, on these rainbow light waves that were created um, through the convergence. And so you all um, truly are the hope for humanity. Now that isn't to say all of us that were born before then don't have responsibility and ability to respond, to be a part of birthing the new, you know, the new human and this new era on planet Earth. But you all have um, a consciousness available to you that um, wasn't available to the rest of us. Um, so that event, that harmonic convergence event truly changed everything. It truly changed um, the planet. It changed what is possible. And, you know, I feel like we all get to pause um, in this now moment. And if it resonates to place a hand over your heart and just sending waves of gratitude and love and reverence for all the beings who heeded the call at that time and came together in service to Mother Earth in service to the human family in service to all the beings that live and breathe on this beautiful planet. And just sending them that, that love and that light and that gratitude for showing up and for, for being the change that we all needed 
in order to move into this, this new era with our third eyes open and our hearts open to all the possibilities. I don't think I would have come here without some crazy rainbow energy flying off the planet because I love everything super colorful. And if it was, you know, black and white 1940s style energy, I probably wouldn't have come in. (laughs) You you see me all rainbowed out. Absolutely. But okay. Um, Thank you for, first of all, thank you for sharing that with us because I think that even the moment of taking, taking the moment and being grateful for that is powerful and we can really appreciate that before we could even have the world we have now, every ancestor that ever lived had to walk every step that they walked in exact exactitude <laughs> to get even that, yes. to get you here listening to this, wherever you're at on, on earth right now. So super powerful. And I wanted to read a quote from Jose that you recently shared on Instagram, just to give people a, a feel to what this guy was like in case they want to go look into him more for themselves. He says, the old ways are over. The aeon is passing. The solar age of the sixth sun of consciousness, the new sphere, is dawning. We are not I, but we are one. We are in the new way of the cosmic earth. The the way of earth is enlightening. I am one with the earth. The earth and myself are one mind. Not I, but we. May it be fulfilled. The sacred circle and rainbow hoop of nations unified. May my life be the sacred performance of the art of universal unification. May earth be realized as a work of art. By the winds that blow, may we become the dance of the sacred order of cosmic enlightenment. So I think that's a really important quote, especially the idea that the earth is a form of art. And without going too far into trying to completely discard the Western cosmology we've been handed, because that gets people pretty agitated, when you question their NASA and stuff like that, I I would say that it makes a lot more sense that everything is here with us now. And all the stars, all the planets, everything you see in the sky or have been reported to that is out there is way closer than what you think because it's actually inside you and it's right here. And realizing the earth is a work of art. I'd love you to talk more about that because I think that having that mindset, which is really obviously the case when you just look at the beauty of any landscape that hasn't been polluted anyway. Um, I think that gives us a connection to creator that empowers us. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And I feel that an enormous aspect of the waking up journey that so many of us are on is, is this visceral bond that we have with Gaia, you know, that she is a, a living, breathing being. And she provides for us, you know, without even thinking about it, she's always providing, she's nurturing, she's caring for us. And when we begin to wake up and we remember that, you know, it's this, this deep heart call to reciprocate and, and to realize that we are emissaries of this planet. You know, we are here to advocate for her and to care for her. And yes, you know, again, with the waking up your eyes, you know, you say the black and white of, of earlier on in history, you know, I feel like part of the waking up is like you take off the blinders and it's like everything's in technicolor and you can feel and see the vibrancy 
everywhere on this planet. And it's, it's just, it brings me to tears. Um, how beautiful and how sacred every single aspect down to the tiniest little ant, <laughs> you know, is just a miracle of, of creation of creative intelligence. And, and the earth is a work of art and we are a part of her and she is a part of all of us. And it's, you know, I often talk about the waking up process at this point is not a luxury. <laughs> it's a necessity. You know, it's a necessity. And certainly when it comes to the planet, you know, we, we all are well aware, whether we want to admit it or not, we're well aware of the, the need of the hour to begin to create a sustainable existence and to to heal what has been broken um, due to human choice, unconscious, <laughs> yet yet human choice. And maybe directed by forces that were conscious of it, <laughs> but choosing uh, a separation, if you will. I think that's kind of the Absolutely. ego thing. It does exist in the larger humanity, reflects out there as basically death-worshipping uh, collectives of people that are allowing outside in influence on how they see the world and themselves and what they're going to do as opposed to an inside out look. Mm -hmm. And one thing that's come into my awareness repeatedly just in the last couple of days that I will share is that we don't need to fight to tear down anything or fight at all. If you build something better, that's so much better that the others, the old system can't even hold a candle to it. There's not a single person that's going to participate in the pollution or the the bullshit. They're going to absolutely. come join your system because it's obviously better. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when I speak about unconsciousness chance, I, yes, I recognize that there are um, beings that um, have a desire to disempower and are fueled by greed and hate and inverting whatnot. the current. Yet they're yes. Yet they are unconscious to the oneness. They are unconscious to the true reality that is love. And once we awaken to that, you you can't even begin to think about harming <laughs> the planet or harming another being because you know that we're all one, you know, anything that you do to harm another, you're harming yourself. So as more and more of us wake up and, and feel that and know that again, it's, it's not a head knowing, right? It's a heart knowing and, and that third eye knowing when we wake up to that, it's, it shifts everything and it is shifting everything. And more and more and more of us are waking up and yes, we are, the love is stronger than anything else. <laughs> it is everything. <laughs> yeah, it is everything. things that we think aren't yes. it. That's what's interesting. And that's, I guess, what <laughs> means to get out of judgment. And that's empowering. But what you're describing, I believe, is why you like to say, in la chek. Yes, yes. Which means? Yes, I am, I am another yourself. So that is a, a Maya greeting. They greet one another. Um, in Lakesh, I am another yourself. You know, I am you, you are me, we are all one. And 
that is the the true reality. So we are all mirror. We are all mirrors for one another. All of us. Um, and so that is a helpful. Let me rephrase that. That is an empowering perception for me in, in navigating all of the um, the darkness that is being revealed and the, and the toxicity that is getting purged out of our collective consciousness is to recognize we're all mirrors for one another. So I can accept, you know, uh, someone that is mirroring um, the darker aspects of the human consciousness. I can accept that as a teacher for me and an opportunity for me to look deeper into my own consciousness and what I um, get to shed light on and heal and transmute and transform versus wanting to blame and judge and all of that old, old BS. Exactly. <laughs> it's something that comes out in yeah. almost every initiatory or occult mystery tradition that before you even can get initiated and, and usually it's the universe itself that initiates you. You don't have to be like part of a group, but before you even get initiated, you have to stop lying to yourself. Otherwise it'll never happen. Because the initiation is in, in right. the form of all these mirrors that come at you and be like, this is what you're really reflecting right now. Are, are, is this what you want? <laughs> is this your intention? And I yes. feel like you were sharing with me in the, because you did, I didn't even mention this, but you did a galactic activation on my white magnetic mirrorness for me. And you sent me an hour recording, which was so, so generous and extremely insightful for someone that has not even ever talked to me before. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, but... <laughs> What was coming up in that was that intentionality is like a big part of our power. And especially with me, my message is is and always is going to be that your intentions are going to be the the anchor to where you want to go and start, start there yes. and get real about your intentions. And if your actions don't reflect your intentions, then clearly your intentions aren't what you're saying they are. And that's not something to be like hard yes. on yourself about it, just not to lie to yourself because as soon as you stop lying to yourself, you'll kind of just naturally start not wanting to do the the stuff anymore. <laughs> like I had to stop lying to that's myself funny. about all kinds of stuff in my life. It's very powerful to be able to say you were wrong about something, but we're flying through this first hour and it would be <laughs> maybe not so... It would be great if in this time that we have left, we can start talking about the architecture of the 13 moon dream spell system. We've talked about it on the show in the past, but I think you're a very apt teacher for giving us a rundown on what it means. And maybe you can circle it all the way to the year 1967 and how that plays in. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So let me drop in because there, there is so much to share. So what feels important to reflect in, in honoring Jose, and you, I love that you pulled that, that quote um, and were guided to reflect that. Um, so another powerful, powerful quote that um, Jose left for all of us is that whoever owns your time owns your mind. So in feeling into that, and I just invite us all to feel into that vibration of, of that message, is that for actually not that long of time, a few hundred years, um, humanity has been follow, 
let me back up for a minute. A part of humanity, um, specifically our part of the world, and when I say our, us here in the Northern Hemisphere and in the United States, we have been following what is considered to be artificial time. And so man-made time, the Gregorian calendar and our clock is, you know, this isn't a newsflash, is not something that occurs in nature. And yet we've all been trained to be funneling our consciousness through a a means of time that is artificial. And just what we, you know, we've been sharing about the planet and the needs of the planet and the awakening process. um, Because we've been following this artificial times um, mode map, we have really been very disconnected from nature and disconnected with what is considered to be natural time. And so when we're in that space of disconnection within our consciousness, it is very difficult to be able to have these visceral experiences of the interconnectedness, of the interdependence of all of creation. And we also have become very much in a mechanized um, technological, um, materialistic way of being and living. And what has been happening um, over the course of the last few decades is we have been slowly remembering and waking up to what the truth is of the power of living in what is considered to be natural time, which that is something is that is very familiar to all of us. That is the way that um, our ancestors <laughs> followed and the map that they used. Um, it is not something that is as foreign as our linear minds might think. So shortly after the harmonic convergence, um, a couple of years after that, Jose was guided to channel and bring through what is called the 13 moon dream spell map of synchronicity. And it is based on the Mayan calendar systems, the ancient mathematics, astronomy, astrology, that our ancestors um, were very, very familiar with and is a mechanism for all of us to realign our consciousness with natural time and become in sync and in the flow and the rhythms of nature and the cycles of nature. So a beautiful, beautiful, amazing part of this system um, are what are called galactic signatures. And galactic signatures are archetypal imprints that tell the story of this that I mentioned earlier, this beautiful tapestry of humanity and all of these divine sparks of creation that each one of us um, holds. And so this, what's called a Zulkin in the Mayan tradition is Zulkin. It's the 260 day count of all of these galactic signatures. So all of these different aspects of our human potential that weave together this, this beautiful story and this beautiful unfolding of humanity, remembering that it is divine. And so within this natural time calendar, the 13 moon calendar, we also every single day get to play 
with these different archetypal imprints and these different signatures and this, you know, what, what could be considered to be your cosmic blueprint. Um, the Maya say, this is your face before you had a face. So this is a, a beautiful, beautiful part of your soul blueprint that re- that can reveal who you are beyond, you know, the limited conditioning that we tend to take on um, when we come into these forms. Beyond that limited conditioning, it reveals who you truly are and why you're here, what you're here to learn and what you're here to teach and what you're here to give and how you're, how you are to serve the planet. And I've been working very, very intimately with this system since, since 2012. And with all of my seeking <laughs> um, that I've done throughout the decades, this is truly one of the most phenomenal systems that I've come across. Um, it brings us into a place within who we are, within our consciousness, within the greater realities of existence that can literally energetically lift us up and out of the minutiae, out of the black and white and the old systems and the old ways of being for us to see the potentiality and the possibilities that are truly present right now within, like you say, the universe is within us. What's possible within us, what's possible, you know, when we're looking out into um, the collective and one another to see that potential and possibility within one another, um, within these phenomenal times that we're living in. Um, it, it's, it's a game changer. <laughs> just say that. And another that I'm being called to definitely reflect is there are thousands of people across the planet. Um, Jose and his wife, Floydine, traveled the planet in the 90s, teaching the dream spell and petitioning for calendar change. So there are thousands of people across the planet that are sinking. We're all sinking our consciousness. Um, to this, these elevated places and this fulfilling this possibility. And so again, with, with what we were sharing about the harmonic convergence, what is possible when, when that is occurring? It's, it's miracles happen. And so not only the benefits of your own journey and, and aligning with nature, with natural time, with your galactic signature, it's also being a part of a movement that you're seeking your consciousness with thousands of your brothers and sisters across the planet, with seeking your consciousness with Mother Gaia, seeking your consciousness with the cosmos. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It's amazing. And it works on a lot of natural cycles and numbers. And 52 is one of those. Not only are there 52 weeks in what we call a year, but there is a cycle of 52 in the um, 13 moon calendar that actually brings us back to a similar type of energy every 52 years, which is interesting because that doesn't really allow for a whole lot of repetition in one person's lifetime, maybe like two or so maximum repetitions of a particular year. And based on that, 52 years ago, we'd be in 1967. And I had never realized that about the calendar before that of this calendar before that it does have that sort of sneaking up but 
there are plenty of historians. And I mean, I'm just like a nerd on everything. And there's a ton of history where you literally see the same things happening in the same type of cyclical way in history. And it's either some of that is like made up and copy pasted stories where they change the names or you're literally able to just go in history and see or history, as you put it, <laughs> both history and history, <laughs> see the, uh, you know, the way that that actually repeats the pattern. And of course, time being sort of just an illusory way that we count and it's not actually some sort of linear progression that takes us from point A to point B. It's always the eternal now. It's more of a round, going around the clock and coming yes. back thing. I think there's a lot to it. And what would you say about the connection between now and 1967? I just found that really interesting. Oh, it is. It is. And thank you for bringing that back. Um, you had a lot to go it, through it, there. It <laughs> I, I did. And you know how it is. You're in that emergence and that flow and just allowing it to, to flow through. So, yes. Yeah, so in that 52 year count, we like today, you and I are gathering for this um, space together. Um, April 7th or 8th. <laughs> See, I don't even know. the Good old four seven. <laughs> four seven. Okay. April 7th. Um, 2019. And so we literally are revisiting for the first time in 52 years, the same energetic frequencies that were present on April 7th, 1967. Now I'm going to back up for a minute because what's different and we can, you know, we could talk for hours about how we are literally as a species revisiting the energies of the 60s, right? I mean, you can see that. I mean, it's it's the next wave, or actually people are saying it's the third wave of the civil rights movement, of the women's, you know, rights movement, of, you know, the exploring of consciousness through plant medicines and psychedelics and, you know... Yeah, because um, we're connected to 1915, too, and, in the same way. Yes, we are. And then you can go back another 52 years. Um, it, yeah, it is fascinating. What has shifted um, as a result of what we were speaking to with the harmonic convergence, you know, moving through the, the portal of 2012, moving into this whole new age, age of Aquarius on the planet, is now we have access to a level of consciousness. We are evolving our consciousness at such a warp speed you know, it's fast, 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 that we actually, I don't believe we are going to repeat history. I think the old history is, is gone. It's done. Now we're, we're getting to, we're definitely in that detoxing place, that purification space right now where we are, you know, getting to look at all of the old stuff with history that we haven't wanted to look at, but there are, millions of people on the planet that are saying, no way, we're not doing this again. <laughs> we're not doing it again. We're not having it. And again, like we were sharing that power of love, that power of love is more potent than anything. And not that there wasn't love in 1967. There, of course there was. There that the consciousness that we are all tapping into now was just beginning to come through the veil, just beginning. 
And now it's, there isn't a veil. <laughs> there isn't a veil anymore. Oh man, from my calculations so, on the cosmic clock, we're looking at a complete removal of the veil in its entirety sometime at the end of next year. But <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So again, with the offering gratitude and respect and reverence to the ancestors, and there's still, you know, many, many, many beings that are incarnated still that were a part of that consciousness revolution in the 60s. Um, and recognizing that we we're in a whole new, a whole new way of being, and what is available us to available to us now lifts us up and transcends us out of the the pain and the suffering that was a part of that revolution, you know, fifty two years ago, and um, I feel like we're going to see the pain that is upon us all now. And I say us all now, we're all one human family. So whether we're actually directly feeling it in our own individual journeys, of course, we're all aware of it and feeling it on some level because we're all interconnected. But that those traumas and that suffering is the transmutation process. There's a quickening with that. So it's not going to continue to plague us if we choose differently um, like we like appear to be choosing <laughs> hey yes. while we've yes. still got some time in the free hour let's talk about the actual activation codes that people can get if they go look up their galactic signature which you can literally just look up 13 moon dream spell or look up the app there's an app for it i wanted to read mine ken 8 ken 118 and get your thoughts on on this and why these codes are so empowering to know maybe using mine as an example but my mantra code is, I unify in order to reflect. Attracting order, I seal the matrix of endlessness with the magnetic tone of purpose. I am guided by my own power doubled. I feel it by saying that for sure, but that's mine. You all have your own activation code. And I love to chant things. My name is actually Chance. <laughs> Different spelling, but same same meaning phonetically. What do you think about these? Is good good place for people to start getting into it? Absolutely, absolutely. So yes, there you know there's an app called Thirteen Hyphen Twenty Sync S Y N C, um, where you can hop on and, and decode yourself. Just type in your birthday, um, lawoftime.org forward slash decode is the law of time. That's Jose's um, foundation. Um, they that's, you can hop on there and decode yourself and another very sacred level to that. So definitely chance, like you just reflected to us connecting with your own galactic signature, meditating on your code spell or mantra is so incredibly powerful and revealing also, every single day, we have a galactic signature that, again, with that synergy that's happening across the planet, all of us that follow the dream spell, every day we're meditating on the galactic signature of the day and the mantra of the day. And that is a portal into experiencing this heightened awareness of synchronicity, of the synchronic order of the universe. 
So I highly, highly, highly recommend if this is piquing your curiosity, that that is a beautiful, beautiful practice to bring in to your everyday existence is tapping in. And it's not about the linear mind's going to be the last one to figure it out because <laughs> it's not about figuring it out. It's about feeling it and, and bringing those, those energetic imprints and that vibration into your consciousness. It activates you. But once you're feeling this and you do go into it with your linear logical mind, rational sort of divisive scientific mind, it'll have a lot of fun with this because as it turns out, it's like a totally accurate system that <laughs> completely, completely yes, does have is. intellectual integrity. And that's part of what's so amazing about it. And to me, I'm ready to just go ahead and get one of these calendars and start following that and only using the regular calendar for like, you know, scheduling podcasts and, and, you know, I guess what everyone else is up to, but the change has got to start with me, just like it's got to start with you. And the what you said about someone, I guess Jose said this, but you reflected it to us about if you don't own your own system of time, then you're basically on someone else's time. You're someone else's property in a way. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that makes complete and total sense. And I believe that's why we've even been given the false view of the construct of our uh, galaxy and universe that we've been given. And that's something I'm going to be going into with future guests for sure. Um, alternatives. And I'm not like, I'm not coming out with any model as being my model, but just like describing some alternatives to what we see in the natural world and in the sky that uh, might fit just as well or better than what has been given to us by institutions that have been proven to be liars about everything else. So I think that's really cool to know. While we've got you here, can you give us your plugs and close our free listeners out with any where you'd like to direct them and any knowledge you'd like to impart onto them before we switch to the plus extension? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Chance. So I just first feel so much gratitude for everyone who has been guided to connect um, with us in that, this sacred space whenever it is that you connect. I, I see you and I, I'm very grateful for you and your light that you're bringing on the planet. And if you are called, if you're feeling really curious and you'd like to go deeper and you'd like to connect deeper with me, um, you can absolutely connect with me on my website, shineheatherelizabeth.one, O-N-E, one. And you can opt in to be a part of my email tribe um, through my website. You can connect with me on Facebook, Shine Heather Elizabeth, on Instagram, Shine Heather Elizabeth. And I also um, am overjoyed to plant a seed about the Shine Wizard Academy that I am launching um, next week, actually. All the, the info is going to go live on the, what's called the Return of the Galactic Year, which is going to be happening on Friday, April 12th, which is Red Cosmic Moon in the 13 moon dream spell and the academy is going to begin at the beginning of the new galactic year which is July 26 of 2019 and so this wizard academy is an amazing um, creation that's flowing through me through the the universe and it is an opportunity what i'm being guided to reflect is 
um, not only to connect with your own wizardry and the magic that is you and that lives within you, it's also an opportunity to align with what can be thought of as spiritual maturity. And so all of these um, awakenings that we're having and um, opportunities to remember these parts of ourselves and these um, parts of our universe, um, there's also a deepening to that. And, and Chance mentioned with the initiatory path that has been part of the human experience for um, eons of time, that we can have all of these concepts and then there's the application of it. And that, that involves a, a deep dive within the self and being a part of a community that's in that process also is life changing. So the Shine Wizard Academy is a platform and a sacred space, um, to, to really step into that spiritual maturity and, and who you truly are and how you are here to serve the planet. So. If that's something that is is feeling inspiring and curious to you, um, please reach out to me. I'd love to to share more about it with you. I'll also say that we're talking about getting in sync and getting off of fake time and into the real cosmic alignment. Heather never gave me like a date that she wanted to record this. There was nothing like that. We only just came on each other's radar fairly recently, and I picked the date arbitrarily. Yet it appears that unless something goes wrong for me, I'll be releasing this podcast episode at roughly the same exact time that this academy is going live. So all the more reason that I would say spirit is pointing you in the direction of Heather right now, if you're you know, an universe listener, which clearly you are because you're listening, or maybe you followed us here just out of a love for Heather. And I understand that. And I'm glad you're with us as well. <laughs> I, I, you're one of those people that... I get so excited about doing a show with because I can just feel that there's nothing about your information that is going to be dated or stale in five years. Mm. It doesn't matter. Like, literally, we're going to be able timeless. to bring timeless information to take yeah. forward with each other on, on the regular if we want. I mean, I'm happy to know you. I'm so excited. This conversation did not feel like an hour so far. And, uh, I have so much more I'd like to talk about. So yeah. thanks for being with us and everyone make sure that you go ahead and sign up for plus if you want to hear what else we're going to get up to. But other than that, go show some love to Heather online. She'd let you know where to find her. And of course you have our gratitude for showing up for yourself today to look at things more deeply and from an inside out perspective. Thank you, Chance. I'm, and I know we've known each other a very, very, very long time. So I'm just so grateful that our paths are getting across in this reality and we get to play together and co-create. So thank you for showing up and being the light that you are in this world. Uh, you are charging me up. I'll just <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Miss Wizard. Okay, guys, we'll catch you on the other side for your plus extension. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. We did it, everybody. A whole nother episode complete. And what a doozy that was. I really loved talking to Heather. She's got an infectious form of unconditional loving vibrancy that... Yeah, what's infectious about it is the enthusiasm. And enthusiasm is like everything in this whole game that we're playing. If you don't have it, you don't have anything. If you, if you have no enthusiasm, everything you're doing is just like, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, you're just moving through it and uh, waiting for the clock to tell you you can move to some other spot. So when I'm talking to someone that is this jazzed up about life, I've got to appreciate it and point it out. And hopefully we're always talking to enthusiastic people here on Interverse, but she's just got a little bit of extra spunk, I would say. And I hope some of you managed to connect with her online. She's got a lot of cool courses and online collaboration that you can do with her for your own personal path or getting activated with your galactic blueprint. Because if you're new to this system, why not check her out for an activation? It's awesome. She did one for me, pro bono, I might add. So thankful for that. And hopefully, at least a few of you out there will return her favor to the the show by letting her do some service in your name on your behalf. And it's a win-win because you're going to learn some cool stuff about, well, I say learn, you're going to remember some stuff about yourself that (laughs) you've always known, but she's going to show it to you in a very powerful, potent way. And now really is the best time to be getting an education from Heather because she's just launched on the very day that this episode is coming out, her Shine Wizard Academy, where she's going to be actually taking initiates through the dream spell system in a very structured way. And it's pretty awesome that it happens to sync up with the release of this episode because neither of us planned it that way. Just worked out. Didn't have to plan it. (laughs) Something I'm really realizing that you just set your intentions and do the work and the planning will be taken care of by the universal coordinator (laughs) or whatever. I think it's really amazing. So evolutionary times call for an evolutionary education. That's what she says about the Wizard Academy in the email to me that she sent. Your inner hero, Shiro, is calling. So go check out Shine Heather Elizabeth. Her website is in the show notes and you can find everything you need to connect with her. I will love to see some of you actually become experts at this system and then maybe even come on the show and break it down with me. So it's never going to be getting old. We're always going to be moving into new cycles and parts of this uh, journey. So go get an education. (laughs) Go get an evolutionary education with Heather in that white planetary wizard way. And I've been continuing to find fascination in this whole system. Hopefully my questions weren't too um, ignorant as we went through this show, it's going to have to be explored more with Heather or with other practitioners of the dream spell for sure, because I I need to do a lot of personal exploration to actually get a handle on this, this thing overall. You know, I've got the basics of astrology down fairly well. Why not get the basics down of the dream spell fairly well? It seems more positive too, not to like cast judgment on other systems so much. But with astrology, there's lots of places where you're like, oh, this is a weakness. This is a malefic influence, yada, yada. And with dream spell, you do have sort of like a, an, sort of like an anti-energy, <laughs> a person that's like a challenge to you. But it's about who's on the other side of the spectrum, like of the circle, the wheel directly from you. They're going to obviously oppose you. They literally oppose you on the circle. But that doesn't mean that they're your enemy. That's actually they're your completion. They're like a portal that whenever you connect with and stop resisting, now you get 360 instead of 180 degree view. So I really love all of what I'm learning about the dream spell. And I hope you guys find it interesting. If you do, you ought to get on plus because I know most of you out there listening are the free folks. And I'm I'm sure you've heard me bring it up before, but you literally get twice as much podcast whenever you sign up for plus. And in this one, 
I think we're talking about fairly useful type of things. And at the very least, fascinating. It's not your basic chit chat, small talk uh, about BS belief systems. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I guess you could call the dream spell a belief system, but it's just a, a whole lot more liberating than your average one, I'll say. <laughs> and besides, why not choose your own belief systems instead of having them chosen for you, right? So in plus, we talked about awakening to your inner knowledge and wisdom by following your passion pathway and rethinking the learning process itself and why it's all about experience more than education. Finding galactic kinship with important people in your life, that came up and how that corresponds in the dream spell blueprints. We discussed destiny castles and the 52-year cycle, which we brought up in the uh, free show, we got into that more of how we go through these earth family archetypes. And we discussed 2018 in depth as we're kind of still in the same energy up till today, exactly. Actually, today is the return of the year, April 12th. And she talked about that in depth as how the red cosmic moon is what this year is represented by and how it's all about purification, cleansing, and aligning with the divine feminine. So in this system, we're still in the same energy as the latter half of 2018, the red cosmic moon energy, and we're actually going to be closing that out in July. So if you're curious about what the whole point of 2018 was in the dream spell, it's a very interesting chat we get into there. And we also talked about learning the art of allowing changes and healing to take place naturally in your life, which I think goes right along with aligning to the divine feminine. <laughs> Why do I say that? Because... The divine feminine, if you need a symbol of it in your life, think about your mom. So what are you doing in your life right now that if your mom knew you did that, she'd be like, how, how are you doing that? It's not good for you. I'm, I'm so sad that you're hurting yourself, whatever that might be. <laughs> now, we all know mom's not right about everything. And part of healing our relationship with the divine feminine is knowing the difference between whenever mom is also expressing her trauma or her conditioning and when she's actually being unconditional love mom, which is usually what she's being. So that's a great gauge of whether something's okay to do is if your mom would be bummed that you did it, maybe not a good idea, but not always, you know, there's some exceptions to that. Mom doesn't know everything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's kind of my best uh, stab at telling you about aligning with the divine feminine, but that isn't even really what we talked about in the plus portion there. I mean, she had even more amazing salient information about what that meant. This is just my take. And we talked about discovering the sacred mysteries by investigating conspiracies. That was really more my thing. And that got into us talking about the Nipsey Hussle death and how that was, to me, an obvious faked ritual by Freemason type people. <laughs> uh, I won't go too much into it. Save it for plus. Go sign up and check out my take. But I will add to that what I didn't say in plus is that he was actually reported, Nipsey was reported killed by a whole bunch of sites before he was even dead, supposedly, like weeks in advance. It's even a sync that I even brought up Nipsey because she had, Heather had told me in an email that she wanted to talk about it and I missed that email somehow. And then I brought it up. So kind of a weird sync that I wound up picking up on her intention unintentionally. <laughs> anyway, the Nipsey stuff is fascinating. And all in all, I have talked about it a little bit in other places as well. I think the key is to not be dragged down by the death aspect, which is probably even fake to begin with. And think about 
what the message was that is even being brought to your attention, which is that he was about to make some documentary about alkalinity. And that's cool. Uh, but let's go bigger picture here and not even care so much about what documentary he was going to make. Like the Dr. Sabi stuff is interesting, no doubt. Very interesting. And there's a whole bunch of conspiracy rabbit holes to go down there too. But let's just look at the whole portion of our health is what matters most for generating abundance. Health is wealth. Like this is the lesson to be learning right here and now, especially in springtime, powerful time to learn it and totally aligned with the red cosmic moon. As we talk about in, which I already said that that was a part of plus there's more even in plus than that. And I'm not even giving it away. Like this is just me extrapolating on it. But she told me about a magic galactic synchronization that she attended at Mount Shasta and and then it's kind of at the end about moving out of the beam that we're in galactically speaking and into a different type of energy field, <laughs> getting the beam out of our own eye before seeking to remove the speck from our neighbor's eye, as it says in the uh, good old New Testament. So also we talked about Heather's high vibe shine tribe, supporting humanity and navigating evolution. And we're all part of that tribe that are tuning into Interverse, even if you're not part of it directly as a member to her site. But I recommend it. I recommend everything about Heather. She's been great throughout this whole process. And I've learned a lot from her. <laughs> and the fact that she's a, a wizard is just so cool and like Gandalfy. And I wanted to even talk about how a podcaster I really like named Gordon White, who has a show called Rune Soup. He once, I heard him say somewhere that when your society is riddled with wizards, you know, it doesn't have long left. <laughs> and I'd say that's true for us right now. Not that like the world's going to come to an end, but that this way of being, this whole like commerce hustle that has got everybody literally at war with their friends and family and separated from each other and in like cubicles and boxes and uh, raping the earth and, you know, that whole grind. It's going away because we have more than enough wizards at this point to imagine and then create something new and it's happening. So, you know, science proves also that shifts can happen when groups meditate on positive intentions together. But what about if groups live with positive intentions constantly, full time, hundred percent, you know, there's no real research on that because it's too hard to quantify, but let's be the proof in our own existence that we can change our lives through that, through constantly staying focused on our positive intentions and not letting ourselves get out of sync with that. So, oh, back to Rune Soup, more about Gordon White. His newest episode is actually, to get. I wanted to bring this up because I, in plus we talked about changing how we learn things, letting go of the old concept of how we learn things that literacy in the, the new world that we're entering is about being, not, not about being able to read, but actually being able to unlearn and relearn stuff because you can learn incorrect information quite easily. And when it comes to like materialism and science, there's definitely a flip that occurs with some individuals that realize that there are metaphysical underpinnings to the energy field that we call material reality. And there was a great new episode of Rune Soup about the flip with an author that wrote a book about that. So this is me just telling you, I like a, a show called Rune Soup and you would like it too, very possibly, very magical and very high level. <laughs> so uh, I think that's about all that I wanted to tell you guys about. I really hope you sign up for Plus. It was an exciting one and I don't want you guys to miss out on half of this Interverse magic we're making. 
just over five bucks. I mean, that's literally like one Starbucks a month or a beer or something. You, there's definitely something you don't need very much that you could cut out and then gift yourself something that could be really uplifting and empowering. Hopefully, at least it'll be empowering to me if you join Plus because then it will help me actually have more energy in the term of finances to get equipment and do things for the show that will help it just get bigger and better. I mean, bigger, I don't care, but better, I do care about. I would like to reach more people. I'll say that, but it isn't. It's about reaching the right people. And that's why I want to expand my reach. Not about trying to... I know that this type of information is never going to be necessarily the mainstream because in a lot of ways, I'm always talking about why the mainstream and following it is always a trap. So I get that, but we definitely can reach more people than we are and your support will help that. And I want to make it happen. And aside from signing up for Plus, you can just subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever podcasts are served. Your favorite podcast catching app would be a great place to make sure that you are not missing new episodes. And we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Very, very active on Instagram. Post lots of funny and cool stuff to my stories there. So I'd love to get more interaction with y'all. And on Facebook, we're doing some live streaming stuff. And it's not making it to the main podcast RSS feed currently. But I do have plans for getting... Right now, I'm experimenting with the live stuff, but I do have plans for making a more structured use of live streaming podcasts and also finding a way to work that into Plus. It won't ever really make it into the free show. It will be free if you go check it out live or watch it from Facebook. So we've been getting deep on abundance, manifestation, money magic, this really cool Fibonacci sequence-based uh, ceremonial magic type of uh, <laughs> imagination enhancing personal daily ritual. I really hope some of you guys are doing that with me because I got to spend like, let's see, 700,000 imaginary dollars today. I don't even know where to begin. And that's proof that I've been conditioned to be in a lack mentality. That's for sure. So I'm going to be after I get off here working on that imaginary spending journal and retraining my mind to realize it's okay to have a lot of resources and abundance. And yeah, I'd like a lot of you to do the same with us by joining that experiment on Facebook. I have been mirroring some of those episodes to YouTube so you can catch them there. Eventually, I'll get the streaming thing figured out where I can stream to YouTube and Facebook at the same time. But this is all just a way of saying there's a bunch of places that you can connect with Interverse besides just the RSS feed for the main show. And I'd love to be talking to you, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, minds.com, Steemit, uh, the list goes on. Eureka.org is a really cool social media site done by past guest, You're a Soul. I couldn't recommend that one more highly. I'd love to see more users there. That would be cool. I just remembered I've got Fractal Sky, who's a, a nearby, I think he's from Arkansas, music producer. He's going to be jumping on the show at noon on Facebook Live, Saturday, the 13th of April. So if you don't catch that live, do go check out the Facebook page for Interverse just to find the video after it's up because I'm sure we're going to have a good time. We're debuting his new drum and bass track called Stabber. And I love drum and bass. It's going to be high energy, high intrigue, <laughs> live podcasting. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to Heather Elizabeth's website, heatherelizabeth.one, to the plus extensions on Patreon. I will link that there as well. 
And the music I used in this episode is by an awesome YouTuber music producer named Norb or Norbs with a Z, uh, whatever works, but you should definitely go check him out. And his music is hella fun to dance to. So <laughs> go check out Norbs. Thank you, Norbs, for everything you do out there. And thank you, Heather. And thank you, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the ramble at the end there. I had fun talking to you. I really appreciate your time and your attention and your intention, especially your intention to be empowering yourself to be the best self possible, to be the healer of your personal universe, because that's who you actually are, whether you accept it or not. And I think you accepted it because you're here listening and you're with us and you're part of the tribe. So shine on you crazy diamonds and I'll catch you on the flip. I had my eyes closed, my ignorance was bliss But, but then it died slow as I replaced it with my fist Now, now, now I'd rather know and rise from this abyss Now that I'm aware that I'm infinite consciousness I had my eyes closed, ignorance was bliss Now I'm being followed for spreading these messages The threats might be hollow, my response serious I reject Rayman and the brothers still get wet I had my eyes closed I had my eyes closed.